Hello and welcome to episode five of Talking Hit with Joel Pamplin. Today I have someone on the podcast that's been very important to my personal fitness journey, and that is Amy Watts. How are you, Amo? Hey, Joel. How are you going? I'm good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No, I'm really good. I'm glad that you're on here. We've spoken about this for a while, but um, we're finally making it happen. We have, and I'm so excited, and um, I'm I'm keen to to get into it. So am I. So I know so much about you, but mm-hmm. a lot of the listeners might not. So why don't you explain who you are and what you do? Okay, where do I start? Well, um, I guess to start with, um, I am Amy and I am a, first of all, I'm a, um, a woman. <laughs> I'm um, a business owner, a small business owner. Um, I am a mum to three kids, amazing, incredible humans. Um, and um, I'm a daughter, I'm a sister, I'm a friend. Um, yeah, I'm a human just giving it a red hot go and, you know, trying to do the best that I can with what I got. And I think you're doing pretty well. So <laughs> as I mentioned, you've been important to my fitness journey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You run a gym in the Hawkesbury. Yeah and a pretty big growing gym I would say one of the quickest growing gyms in the area Um, and I've mentioned the gym on this podcast before so that's Epic Life Fitness in Hawkesbury Mm -hmm. Uh, we we will get into that but you personally where did your fitness journey start? Yeah so um, yeah that's right so um, yeah I run Epic Life Fitness in um, McGrath Hill Um, so all look for me um, I'm 43 years old, so um, I have been in and out of the fitness industry for many years, and I'm going to say over 20 and just round it up to that. Um, For me, fitness has always been a part of my life, so basically my fitness journey started with Jazzercise. Have you ever heard of Jazzercise? I know you've heard it through I was going to say only through you. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so there's a lot of people that have, have who have never going to heard of Jazzercise before. So it started with that because my mum did Jazzercise. So I used to be in like the the, the creche. Like, so I was going with my mum to her Jazzercise classes from, you know, four years old kind of thing. And then, um, so my fitness journey started with that, with, with, with seeing my mum doing it, right? So that was part of her life. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, my mum did her Jazzercise class, right? So I was, it was already ingrained into me that exercise was important. So that is a really cool and important thing to note and to, um, that I've always been aware of. So for me, it did start with Jazzercise. So I followed in my mum's footsteps and I went to Jazzercise as a little girl and as um, a teenager and all that type of stuff. And um, I just I just always loved it. And what Jazzercise is for anyone who doesn't know is it's an American franchise and it is basically like dance exercise. So it's all set to music and all that sort of stuff. And it's super fun. It's really great. And it's it's my kind of thing as well because it is a lot of like shenanigans and mucking around and being really fun and happy and that type of thing. So I guess that's where it started. Um, I mean, I could talk about a lot of that sort of stuff, but um for me it really always essentially comes back to just wanting to make people's uh, and then I became an instructor which I've sort of forgot to say so I became an instructor a jazzercise instructor which is like an aerobics instructor when I was probably about 19 I think 
um, and it is a franchise business. So I did start my own business, but it is a franchise. So I was running my own business then from 19, running my own classes and all that sort of stuff. Um, so got the side of, you know, the business side of that started off pretty early. And, um, but essentially for me, um, as a fitness trainer and that type of thing, it's always been about just bringing fitness and health to everyday people. So that's essentially always been from right back at the jazzercise days. Um, it was just about make, you know, giving people this outlet and, um, you know, get helping people to see how much better you can feel through moving your body through exercise. So that's kind of where it all started, I guess yep. you could say. It's gone to various different places over the years. I've seen so many different changes in the fitness industry because then it went on to being um, a personal trainer and I studied them to become a personal trainer to be able to do different things, not just obviously jazzercise. Um, and I've worked in many different places over the times. And as I said, yes, yeah, seen huge changes everywhere. I've also had other jobs. I worked in a corporate job in the city for quite a few years in my 20s, um, which also gave me so many um, good skills for running a business yep. as well. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I guess, where it all started for me. Okay. And you mentioned making people feel good. So mm. something that you and I both have a strong agreement in is the importance of physical exercise for mental health. And that's something yeah. that you definitely focus on at the gym as well. Number one, like first and foremost. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So where did you start um, your journey with how important physical exercise can be for mental health? Yeah. Well, I guess, um, so I, I've always known it. It's always been, so I've never been, um that trainer or that instructor or whatever it was that always that was the you know the fittest fastest strongest I've always said that I'm not that and I'm I've never been about that I've never been a trainer who's helping somebody get a six-pack or that type of thing I've always been more focused on helping somebody feel better you know what yeah. I mean like feel better mentally and to be honest with you that is essentially what most people do come to the gym for and that even in lockdown is what most people are missing the most. It's yep. um, it's not as much, um, you know, oh, my body's this and that. I mean, I know it is. And I know a lot of people do think that, oh, my body, I've lost my muscle and all this sort of stuff. But essentially they're missing the what the, the exercise and the training does for them, their mental health. Um, I've had my own personal experiences with mental health. Um, I actually volunteered. I actually worked as a volunteer for the Black Dog Institute for a couple of years as well, if you have heard of the Black Dog Institute. Yep. Um, so I worked for a couple of years just as a volunteer for them, running um, small co community presentations um, to people, helping them understand depression and anxiety. So um, I did that for a few years, but that was quite a while ago. I had my own um, personal, very personal experience with mental health about... I'm going to say 12 years ago, um, where I guess you could say I I had, for want of a better word, it was probably like a nervous breakdown kind of yep. thing. And I just, I went into the most awful, horrendous, terrible place that um, was really difficult for me because as you know, um, I'm a really sort of happy, upbeat, you know, really yep. positive person. And this is who I am, is who I've always been. 
so for me to um, be feeling this way, and I was really, really um, unwell with, with um, depression. I was diagnosed with severe depression. Um, I didn't leave the house for three months. Wow. Um, I had two little kids at the time, um, and they basically kept me alive. And it got as bad as it gets, actually. So I was, um, I was really unwell, and um, I did actually get to the point of... Um, considering and very close to taking my own life so I have seen the darkest of dark places um, and I know therefore that this is an illness like any other illness like diabetes like cancer like heart disease mental health is an illness Mm. and it is something that we can treat and it is something that you can recover from and um, with the right treatment and, and, you know, following the right treatment, reaching out for help, but also getting the right treatment. So obviously the exercise ties into all of that because that is, for me personally, like my, that's my medication. My yep. exercise is, is my medication. So, um, yeah, so that kind of how, you know, um, how that ties in with, um, I guess my deep passion, I already had it before that I had my deep passion for, for moving to, I guess, improve people's lives. But once that actually happened to me and I saw that I went into that dark place, which I know so many people have experienced and it's awful yeah. and it's so bad, but it is an illness and you can and get better from that illness. yeah a treatable a very treatable it's illness treatable it is treatable and um and exercise obviously yeah is a huge part of that along with other avenues of therapy going to therapy is so important and and um you know i can't say that enough how important that is mm. and um and medication you know you may need to take medication you may need to take medication for the rest of your life you may only need to take it for a couple of years it's different for everybody yeah, Zoe and I spoke about that on the second episode yes. on her journey and yes, um, once again, how treatable it is and how, yeah, the treatment might not be the same for everyone, but there's definitely no shame in treating it. There is no shame at all. And I think the biggest message is that if if you're ever feeling like that and um, it's really hard when you feel that way, when you're in that place, it is really, really, really hard to see how that you can be better from that, how that you can be better again when you're in that place. Um, but you can. That's you one. Can. That's one thing that um, humans are terrible at yeah. is seeing. Yes. The other side, like when you're yes. in pain, all you can think about is. Yes. how much pain you're in right now not the fact right that now. it can be better or it will be better tomorrow right. or the next day it's exactly. one of the hardest things to one of the hardest mental skills is realizing that pain is temporary absolutely yeah and when you're in that place and it's almost impossible right, right. it feels like it, it's it is impossible um and you know when you you know you've heard people say you know it'll pass it's temporary as you said you know like you will be okay you will get through this it's very difficult to do that and it takes a it takes a hell of a lot of um I always say digging your fingernails in and I always say that like you know I had to literally dig my fingernails in Mm. and a lot of it came back to me I, I had to do you know I had a really great support system 
but I also needed to You do, have to fight for it. I had to fight for it. I had to fight with every fucking ounce that I had, yep. you know, and therefore was able to, yeah, come out of it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's a very personal battle and your support system is great and you need to, if you can be part of someone's support system, it's very important, but you need, the battle is your, your own as well. It is. It is. And that and that's why when I did the talks for the Black Dog Institute, um, it, the presentation that I gave for the Black Dog Institute was, it was about coping with depression and anxiety yourself, but it was also for carers as well. Because this is really hard thing for people who are caring for people who are suffering yep. from mental health issues as well. So it wasn't just about educating people who are feeling that way, but it was also educating people who are, yeah, caring for somebody or, you know, living with somebody that's that's um, feeling these things. So the, the right things to say and to encourage and, and that sort of thing. So, um, but of course, always sort of, you know, first and foremost, it is moving your body you know yeah. what I mean like just simply you know getting up I mean the days that my mum would just you know I mean like I said I didn't leave the house for three months I I didn't talk Joel yep. for three months like I was so unwell I couldn't even pick up my phone because um I didn't even know how to dial a number because my brain was so mentally unwell um that was too much to even dial a number yeah. so I was I was kind of like a yeah, I was just living this this existence. And yeah, it would take my mum to like literally she would just come over and just tie my shoelace, tie my shoes on my feet. Yeah. And she would just pick me up and she would just walk me out. And it started with just walking out the front door. You know what I mean? But those little things, moving your body and getting your body moving, and those little things, support system, of course. But yeah, it all so much of it ties back to to exercise and yeah, the benefits of of moving your body. Yeah, definitely. I've personally obviously seen the amazing benefits of moving your body for mental health yeah. um especially yeah. when like when I got into exercise that's not why I was doing it um yeah. but it's why I do it now so yeah um, see yeah. yeah because you felt that because exactly you, you got into it and you were like oh okay this feels good and then you stop doing it and you're like oh that where's that thing again that I need and that is so how it is for so many people because you know, we have so many different people and over the years and they're even walking into the gym now and they walk in, I guess, with this idea that they just want to get fit or they want to change their body somehow or do whatever. And then they start to get these mental health benefits from, from exercising and they realise that it's like, wow, this has changed my life actually like in my head. Definitely. Sometimes more than in their body. Definitely, definitely. So when we're talking about it now and we mentioned it at the beginning, let's get into the story of the gym. Uh, yeah. So how long have you been running Epic Life and, and how did it come yeah. about? Yeah, um, this is a fun story. It's a great story. Um, I believe the, the universe um, does work in, in um, amazing ways. Definitely. Um, it does. It does. Um, so basically the space that we have at Epic, um, the space was being used by um, another business at the time. And um, I was actually training there. So the business before Epic, um, I was actually training there. Just I'd only been training there for a really short time, just for a couple of months maybe, yep. when the owner um, decided to sell and well move. And she, anyway, long story short, um, she uh, yeah she moved away, and 
um, she sold the business to um, some people that um, I guess bought it for, they thought it, I don't, I don't know what their intentions were, but it didn't work really well. And the people that were training at the gym, it was were really not enjoying these people. And I was one of those people. I was like, this is a disaster. Um, yep. I don't really want to even train there anymore. These new people had come in and they just didn't even have any personality or feel about them. And for me, my dream and goal in life has always been to run a, a health and fitness business center. Um, I guess you could say a place that um, brings, incorporates mental health and exercise and, and offers all these um, great services and basically generally makes people's lives happier and a nice place to go. So that's always been my goal from the from the very get-go, even from the jazzercise days. I wanted to have a jazzercise center one day, you know. Yep. Um, and I've had my hiccups along the way, but like I said, all of those hiccups, when I look at, I look at those along the way, they've all led me to Best where steps. I am now. Yeah. yeah. So like I said, I worked in a corporate job. Um, I also had another uh, another fitness business, Shine fitness before epic so i was running my own um my own business then as well but that was when i had you know the mental health issues and i couldn't keep it all up and i was obviously out of it for three months and that type of thing but so yes it was always in my mind this was always something that i wanted to do but yeah kids family life came over um you know all those things happened so anyway, here's this opportunity. I'm like, wow, this is such an amazing place. And um, I, I, I was sad to see what was happening. These new owners had taken over and it was basically running into the ground. And so it was just a matter of, of you know, talking to them and just sort of saying, hey, like, you know, can I do this thing? I want to take over your lease. And they sort of had a bit of, it wasn't working how they had hoped. So um, Anna, this, so this is how I met Anna. So Anna was basically um so Anna's the head coach yep yeah yes so Anna yep so basically Anna and I are like partners I guess you could say um so Anna was working for these other people at the time and they were running her into the ground and I I just connected with her and I sat down and said I've got this idea and she was like yep that sounds good let's give it a go um so yeah I approached them and basically just said um you know can I take it off your hands and they were at more or less like take it go just take it like they got to a point where they just hated it because it wasn't what they thought it was going to be yeah so we were basically Anna and I just got together and we just got the keys to this place and went let's do this you know what I mean like let's do it and I'd only known Anna for a couple of months beforehand like literally since I started training there so it was probably six months that I'd known Anna. Um, so we didn't even really know each other that well, but I knew the sort of person that she was. She knew the sort of person that I was. So we just we just did it. Um, yeah, we basically took over and we just gave it a go. We came up with the name. We sat down and we were like, what, what, you know, how do we, what do we name this place? Like, what are we going to do? And Epic Life came up because it, to me, it was like, I want people to, um, have a good life you know I want people, but I don't actually want people to have a good life because I want them to have a fucking epic life you know what I mean yeah like life shouldn't just be good life should be no. epic right yep. it should be epic and that just kind of came out and we were like that works like that's essentially what we're saying is that it's not just about yeah having a good life like like 
you only get one, you get mm. one. And I think sometimes we forget that. I think sometimes people think that this is just, you know, you know, you hear people say, um, oh, in another life, like as if we're going to get one. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I'd do that if in another life or in another time or something. And it's like, like what, what do you think you're going to get another one? Like this is it, you know what yeah. I mean? So, um, yeah, so that's how the name kind of came up. And then we just, um, we reached out to a lot of people that had, been um training there prior to the other owners taking over so we reached out and we we got like a really good base going and then from there we just built up we had very minimal equipment and that sort of stuff it was all very basic and we just slowly just started building up but not through not through marketing and anything like that we just basically offered ourselves Anna and I just offered ourselves as human beings as kind and you know caring people that just want to help people and want to make a space that people can come to and that's actually how epic has thrived from the day that it has opened because we have Anna and I together have just offered this safe happy you know there's no pedestals at epic it's Mm. everybody's everybody's on the same platform you know nobody's better than anyone else and even if someone comes in and thinks they might be better than someone else, they, they don't last they, long. They, well, they well they stay, but they quickly realize that that doesn't kind of fly, mm. you know. And they end up being like, but but they're better for it because they end up being like, oh, actually no, this is good. Like I like we're all just the same here. Yeah, you know. So um, yeah, so that's kind of like how it all started and evolved, and it's it's a place built from the people that come there. Like me and Anna are the, you know, we're up, you know, up the front, I guess you could say like doing the programming and, you know, opening the doors and everything. But this is a, like, this is a team. This is a community, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that's one of the big things is the community. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And the social aspect as well. That's one, um, another aspect where it comes for your mental health is the social aspect of exercising is so important. Well, that's and it, right. And yeah, so like, you know, the gym, it's as such, and, and this is a big thing for a lot of people, the gym is an intimidating thing, right? Like hmm. for so many people, like they they are really genuinely intimidated to go to a gym. And I think people forget that, um, how scared some people are. And so often when people come for their first visit, to the gym and they're like this is taking I've been wanting to come here for six months but it's taking me you know this long to sort of get myself here and I always say to people when they walk in the door I, I say to them well you just did the hardest part mm. that's done the rest is a breeze because walking in the door and actually coming in um and then yeah they come in and 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 they see straight away and I think the vibe up at epic is is like that straight away where yeah, you can tell straight away that it's, you know, just a, a great place to be. Yeah, definitely. Like personally, myself, I um got mum to come to the gym. Yeah. So mum hadn't been to a gym in 20 yep. plus years. Yeah. And uh, was just sort of getting a bit more healthy, a bit more fit. And it yep. took work to get her through the door. Yes. Yes. Um, but now, honestly, one of the main things that she would be missing, that she's missing in lockdown is, is not going to the gym every day. Yeah. And if you yeah. told her that two years ago, that that's what she uh-huh. would be missing, she wouldn't believe you. But it is. once It is. The hardest Ooh. bit was getting her through the door. And now she well, goes every day more, more than I yeah. do most weeks. 
See, like, and Debbie's the perfect example, you know, and like you said, it took us so long to get her there. And I mean, I remember having a conversation with her before all of this and, you know, she was, yeah, she was basically saying that, you know, she will eventually talking about when she retires and she, you know, relocates and moves and everything. And her biggest concern is finding oh, a gym. What about the gym? <laughs> what about the gym? You know, like, and she's like, who even am I thinking those things? But that's what, yeah, that's what yeah, changed her life, thing. honestly. Like going to the gym yeah. has changed, yeah. changed her life. Yeah. So, um, yeah. and, I, and I wish, and I wish that there's so many people I, that I wish that could get past that barrier of, oh, it's a gym. Like it's, it's intimidating and I get it. I so get it because I feel like I am that person too. I would feel like that. Mm, 100%. But to get past that front door and to just get past that, that hard moment and then to, yeah, someone like you said, like your mum who, um, yeah, is now probably you could say addicted. <laughs> yeah, you definitely could say that. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned it a couple of times. We're at the moment in a lockdown here in New South Wales. This mm. is the second large lockdown that we've had that you've ran, uh, you've continued to run the business in the lockdown. Yeah. How has that been? How was the last lockdown compared to this lockdown? Um, what, yeah, where'd you start? How have you gone? Yeah, um, whew, tough. Um, yeah, tough. Look. Yeah, tough. So the last one was really something that came out of nowhere, obviously something that we've never done before. So we just kind of all just did this thing. Um, I think we'll close for 12 weeks. We'll close for 12 weeks last year. What are we on now? I think this is the 10. I think we've done 10 weeks. Nine now. or 10. Yeah, we're nine at the 10? end of nine or 10. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Obviously, it's going to be longer than last year. Hopefully just um, by a week or two. Yeah, let's hope so. <laughs> Fingers hey. crossed. Let's hope so. Look, last year was tough. Um, again, and I'm a big believer in this and I've mentioned it already, is that I, I everything that happens in your life, good or bad, it, it truly does, and it might sound really like cliche or whatever it is, but it really does happen for a reason and you learn 100%. something out of it everything and it's like at the time when it happens sometimes you're actually like well, what the fuck's this teaching me because this is shit this is you know? just shit yeah <laughs> it's just shit and that's okay and it can be but later on and it might even be like 10 years later do you know what I mean like you'll be like ah okay I see why I needed to do that now you know what I mean yeah with the COVID thing happening last year I guess what it did do is it made me realize that I needed to make sure that um the business um, had a really, really good um, safety net for, and I was like, well, that's never going to happen again. You know, we're never going to go into that lockdown again. And <laughs> here we are. I really need to make sure that I've got a really good, solid safety net and that type of thing. So from a business point of view, it taught me um, that you need to be prepared for anything. Yeah. Um, yep. But again, I, I guess I didn't ever think that we'd be shut down again like this. It, that was not a thought in my mind. It was no. more sort of other things. Um, so second time around, I, I did obviously make sure I created that safety net, which is great. Um, as far as running a business during a, a lockdown, a small business during a lockdown, it is incredibly hard. It sucks. Um, 
yeah, it sucks. It does suck. However, um, I am an optimist and I do know that in all situations, you know, regardless that it is going to be okay. So I, um, I do know that it is going to be okay. It's, it's been difficult to, it's difficult because we know that the, you know, the way the business is, it is, um, it plays a, a big part in a lot of people's lives and their mental health and, and just feeling good. So for, for us to keep something going um, that we're still connecting with people was the most important thing. Yep. So um, we created an online program last year and we did the same thing again this year. So we just sort of snapped straight back into it. It was just like, right, let's just go. And that was the main point is that we just need to stay connected. So um, obviously it's just through social media and um, like online platforms like um, yep. Facebook and stuff like that. Um, but we just need to stay connected, you know, the best way that we can. And so that was the key thing. That was the key thing there. And yeah, so I guess, you know, and we've managed to do that. We've managed to do that like nine or 10 weeks in. We can't remember what it is. Um, we've managed to keep that connection going and look, it's not for everybody. And online home workouts are certainly not for everybody, you know, but people still just like to know that we're there. They like to, you know, know that, yeah. There's still a support system. Yeah. Support system is there. Yeah. Um, But that's the best that we can kind of offer at the moment, Um, you know, and I feel like, adapting in these situations you have to be able to adapt so you can't just throw your hands up in the air and say oh screw this you know here we go again bloody hell like you just have to go all right well like let's do let's do this let's go um let's just pick up the online programming keep it fresh keep changing it stay in touch with everybody and um the incredible part about it is is that we have such a great, which we've already talked about, we've got such a great community at Epic. And so the support we have had has been just like, there's not even words. Like I don't yeah. know how to even come up with those words. You know, the support, um, it blows my mind. So, and, and thankful for that because unfortunately we are one of those businesses that hasn't been able to get any government support yet. And I'm hoping that we can, but um, yeah, through the support that we've been able to get through um, our epic um, family, friends, you know, has basically kept us going. Yeah, until we we hopefully can get some some government support. So it's been hard. So it's, yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah, it is hard. But like you said, you're their support and... Yeah. They're supporting you as well, which is awesome. Right. And it just shows people want you to be there when we do reopen. So that's... Well, see, that's it. That's exactly. the thing, isn't it? You know what? And and it's just like people are just really kind, you know? Yeah. And I say that, I like, you know, I'll say that to, you know, Kylie, my best friend Kylie all the time, you know, I'm just like people are just, you know, and they are, it's just... It's nice. It's really nice. So how else could you be but optimistic when, you know, you're surrounded by lovely, amazing, incredible people? That's the thing. You definitely get so much from the people that you surround yourself with. It's so important how much 
how your personality and your outlook is different depending on who you're yes. surrounding yourself with, like you said. So yeah, that's what makes absolutely. places like the gym so important. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's one of the most important things, you know, um, to surround yourself and to, and to make sure you're listening to the right people as well. Definitely. You know, yeah. Making, making sure that, um, yeah, you're definitely listening to the right, to the right people and, and um, not listening to too much as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tuning out where you have to tune out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Don't take it all on board. No, definitely not. Yeah. You found a pretty awesome uh, balance between running the gym as a passion and as a business. Yes. Um, how have you been able to manage that so well? Um, well, yeah, I think the passion, well, see, it's funny because if you could say, like what's probably more important to me, it would be the passion, right? Definitely. So, um, yeah, so I'm not one to be like um, KPIs and like business shit. It's not me, right? I don't run this to, I don't run this to make loads of money. I'm not yep. about that. It's not what drives me. Um, what drives me is how many lives have I changed this week yep. as opposed yep. to, um, yeah, as opposed to how many, like, you know, have I met sales quotas or anything? I don't even have sales quotas. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it's it's not, and look, a lot of people be like, well, that's no way to run a business, but I don't care because it's the way that, you know. You're running I'm, this business. Exactly. And for me, that actually benefits the business more so because, um, yeah, my passion, my, my passion for this is like it, I like it bounces out of my body. Like I'm so passionate yep. about, I'm so passionate about exercise for, for mental health. I'm so passionate about moving your body for feeling better as opposed to looking better. Um, I'm so passionate about all the things to do with, um, you know, body image and body positivity and that all ties in with everything that I have, you know, um so the passion I guess far outweighs like the business my business skills um but because I think of my huge amount of passion for that so it would be really hard I would imagine and I don't know but I would imagine it'd be really really hard to run a small business if you didn't have passion if you didn't have like that real like deep yearning passion um and that may be in some small business, that passion may be to earn lots of money. So maybe, yeah. you know, that, yeah, yeah. For some people, you know, they might not have the actual passion about the thing, but they might have that passion to be this huge, successful, like billionaire or whatever it is, yep. right? Um, so that's fine. That's the passion. But yeah, for me, the passion is, um, yeah, not so much okay, about, beautiful. yeah, I mean, you know, yes, it's a business and I do need to pay my bills at the end of the day. and And that's good but um absolutely if you were to say to me yeah what was more important sort of making the next dollar or changing someone's life I would change someone's life any day you know and thankfully um yeah I get the opportunity to do that which is you've got a business that does that and you're passionate about so that's awesome right how cool that is awesome so you mentioned body positivity yeah 
what is it and what does it mean to you? Oh, mate, now you get me started. Crikey. <laughs> um, this is a big one for me. So um, having been, as I said before, I'm 43 years old. I grew up teenager in the 90s, right? Teenager in the 90s. Let's talk about that. <laughs> you think it's hard for teenagers now. No, it is. Social media is mental. Photoshop, mental. It's all crazy, right? But in the 90s, we just had magazines and TV kind of thing, right? Yeah. Now, every girl that was in one of those magazines or on TV was skinny. And I don't mean like it was like there was a thing called waif skinny. And I don't even, you probably don't even know about that, no, right? Never. It was the thinner, the better, right? It was like starvation thin, right? Really, really bad. Unhealthy. And super unhealthy. Now, for me, as I said, as a teenager in growing up in the 90s, and the only thing that I had to look at were these magazines and these TVs. And never in any of these magazines or TVs was there ever a girl that looked like me. There was yep. no one that looked like me, you know. Um, the, all these girls that, you know, their thighs didn't touch, you know. I was like, oh, my God, like my, like there's no, like I have to stand like with my feet, like, you know, in a squat, <laughs> deep squat for my thighs not to touch. Like I was never, it's like, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? Like there's so many things and um, which is why I said today's that social media does have its positives today because at least like my 16-year-old daughter, she follows people on social media that have real bodies. You can she choose removed, who you choose who you see. She removed all the people that were, that were um, projecting a, a different body image. She follows people that have got similar bodies to her. Yeah. And that's amazing because she, but I didn't have that. You did growing up when I grew up there wasn't that option you know so I grew up in this world of you you looked like that or you didn't look right you know what I mean so anyway and there was nothing wrong with me by the way I was really healthy always been like you know like a like a really healthy body size and all that sort of stuff but like I said I didn't look like a six foot tall waif skinny model sort of thing and so I guess like my mind goes back to growing up through all of that. And I know it's the same for so many people as well growing up. And we see these things on TVs, on social media, on the way it's we're supposed to look, you know. It makes me sad. Like it actually really, really makes me sad um, because so much, especially on females, and I know it's on males as well, but there is so much on females to look a certain way, you know, and it keeps getting more like it's like, now you've got to have like bigger lips and now you've got to have no wrinkles when you're 40 years old. Like, you know, you've got to have a certain like hair and everything's like has to be adjusted and changed and all that sort of stuff. And there's so much focus on, on um, our body. There always has been. And like I said, from like from the beginning and all that sort of stuff, but our bodies are just quite simply our vessel. You know what I mean? They're just yeah. the vessel that are carrying us through this epic life that we're all having, right? And it's not always epic, but, um, you know, and to be hard and to hate to look in the mirror, and, I, I mean, I see it, I see it every day when the gym's open, of course, everybody bar not many people are so hard on themselves for the way they look. Yep. You know, there's something, and it's not the same thing for everybody. And um, so the, the, body, the body positivity thing for me is, I mean, like I said, I could talk about it for so long, but it is 
there's so much work that needs to be done here to bring people back. Education is a big thing, a huge thing, to, because it's not only for the females and males that feel this way about themselves, but it's educating people to stop seeing that as a value if that's mm. what I'm what I'm trying to get at like yep. to yeah to stop so so I guess a big thing comes from like and I talk about this a lot as well is that when somebody loses weight let's say right everybody is like wow you look so good god you look good right now you know you get so many compliments right um so when you lose weight and that is something, and it's something that happened to me at quite a young age, um, you know, and all of a sudden, a lot of worth comes from losing weight. You're like, I get so much attention and people think I'm so good and fabulous when I've lost weight, yeah. right? Then you re- regain weight because that's how life goes. We all go up and down and up and down and up and down. The comments stop, right? You gain weight, right? The comments kind of stop. And then you lose the weight again and all the comments come again. So much value gets put on losing weight that you think that I can only be the best person that I can be when I'm thinner or smaller or, you know, you know, for a guy maybe more ripped or whatever it is, you know, bigger muscles, whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. so, so much emphasis gets put on that. And it's like for me, it's like, um, you know, I, I've had a really, really tough um, 12 months, really, really tough and been through some some really hard things. And there was a time where I wasn't eating. I actually couldn't eat. I was not eating. Actually, I was eating nerds, just those, you know, lollies nerds, you know, those mm. little lollies. So good. I would only eat like a packet of nerds a day. That was all that I could eat. It was delicious though. Still love nerds. But anyway, so I was only eating that. So obviously I dropped a couple of kilos because if you eat just a packet of nerds a day, it's not real healthy, right? And I was experiencing one of the hardest times of my entire life. It was awful. And do you know how many comments I got? Oh, you're looking good, Amy. Jeez, you're looking Mm. good. And I'm like, I feel like absolute shit right now. I'm having that. Like I didn't say that, but I'm I'm in the hardest time of my life right now. And people are like, God, you're looking good. What are you doing? Oh, you're doing something, right? Even people keep doing what you're doing, you know, oh, what are you doing? I need to do what you're doing. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. Mm. That's (laughs) the thing. The emphasis is on losing weight, not on whether you're healthy right now or not. Right, right. And so then when I started to feel better and all that sort of stuff, I started eating and stuff. My body just responds to that naturally. Then I don't get the comments anymore. It's not like oh, look at you, you're you're killing it in life kind of thing. So I guess there's so much education that needs to come from that as well because there has been so much emphasis on smaller the better and, um, you know, all that sort of stuff and what the body, um, yeah, body image and all that sort of stuff. I mean, like I said, I could go on about that forever and that's just my story with that. But it's about, yeah, this body positivity is about um, starting just refocusing on back on, on the inside. And I'm not saying I'm anti-diet or anything like that because I'm not. Like there's a time, something for everybody. There's a time and a place for everything, you know. Um, I'm fully aware that, you know, there's a lot of people that are, you know, having health issues due to obesity and stuff like that. I'm not turning a blind eye to any of that. But I'm saying there's a real problem with praising and putting so much emphasis on being thin and being small and starving yourself, basically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. So how, 
has your relationship with food and dieting changed over your uh, career in the fitness industry? Yeah. So I've, I mean, I've seen it all. I've seen so much. Um, look, my, you know, and my body type, my body weight goes up and down, up and down constantly. And that is something that even now it's only just taken me all these years to realize that, you know, that is okay. It's okay. Yep. And as a fitness trainer, it's an extra pressure and it is, and it is an extra pressure. And Anna and I, talk about this a lot that we feel a certain pressure mm. to look a certain way you yeah know? i um, i completely understand yeah, because you go in and you're instructing right? people exercise and it's like but you're not the biggest right. dude or you're not right yeah okay so you you think that as a personal trainer that you should look a certain way right and so i've struggled with that for so many years you know because i have struggled with my body image for a really long time and really only starting to get my head around this whole thing in the last couple of years so for me yes it's always been a really really big thing and because also too when i was smaller of course all the compliments come in they're like oh how do you get like that how do you look like you're you know you look so good i want to look like you and that kind of stuff but um and that's been a really hard thing but would i say and this is probably more for trainers, I guess, but like, would I say that um, I've not been able to run a successful fitness business because I'm not a, like the slimmest person out there or the fittest person out there? No, it's made mm. no difference. Yeah. You know and what I mean? as someone who's gone to the gym, yes, I never look at the person at the That's front of the class and go, oh, they're not fit right. enough to do this. Exactly. But then right? when I'm at the front of the class, I'm yes. like, Oh, am I am I enough to do this? Uh, yeah. Well, see, that's the thing, Joel. Like you're training to be a PT at the moment, right? And so you, you know you're going to at some stage have that that feeling that oh, I'm at the front here. They're looking at me. Do I like should I look a certain way or be able to do a certain thing? But what I've learned is that nobody's coming there for that. They're no. coming there for themselves. And as a as a personal trainer, um as a trainer or, you know, as a human, like doing my job, it's about you. It's about the person. So yeah. I'm, yeah. And that I think is more important anyway, but as far as my, as far as my, um, like, like dieting and all that sort of stuff has gone over the years. Like I said, I've gone up and down. My body image has certainly not been very healthy at all for a really long time. I've had many times where I couldn't even look at myself in the mirror, you know, and um, you know, I've had three kids. My body has changed. I see photos of myself and I'm like, you know, the amount of before and after photos I've got on my camera roll, ridiculous. They're just hideous, you know, and I look at them now and I'm like, I was never, I, I look at them now and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with the Amy in that before, in photo, the before there. photo. The biggest thing that was wrong with Amy in that before photo is Amy needed to just love herself for that very moment in time where she was right then she was eating whatever like what she needed to to survive during that or do during that she was doing the very best she can she doesn't need to have a before and after photo to show her that she's better now because of the after photo you know what I mean yeah but it took me a really long time to learn that to and get there yeah and I'm not saying that I'm even an expert at that I still have bad body image days now you know what I mean like even though I know all of this stuff I still have bad body image days but I guess what I've thrown out the window is this whole um, need to be better, to be that I'm better when I'm smaller. Yep. If that makes sense. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So 
but um yeah so that's kind of I guess I mean I guess that's kind of it in you know in in my there's so much I could talk about with that but um I, I see it being diet and exercise and dieting you know that sort of thing you know people are always looking for the next big diet and the next quick fix and all that sort of stuff and look it's just it's just simply not there like it's not a quick wanna, fix I, and I don't <laughs> want to I don't want to burst anyone's bubble but, but it's so easy to get sold into these things and they just want to make money from you like mm. I just want to say to everybody like the, the diet industry is just like the it's like the beauty industry like it's like it's like um it's like um you know there's so much money being spent on on people's insecurities I yep. guess you could say you know people are spent they'll spend so much money on a diet they'll be like oh I'll just spend all of that on their diet you know what I mean rather than just going back into themselves and going what is it actually in here yeah and there, and it's finding something sustainable as well because otherwise right. you're just gonna go back where right. you were, were previously and that's the biggest thing and like I said I'm not anti-diet at all but it's finding something and everyone's a quick fix though right mm. so you find someone who says yeah I want to lose 10 kilos I'm going to take 12 months to do it there's no one that's going to say that everyone's like I want to lose 10 kilos by in, in six weeks or however exactly. many weeks right yeah. no one's says I want to lose 10 kilos in the next oh let's say 12 to you know 16 months I'm like oh that'd be a dream easy you know awesome I mean? come to the gym right? we, we yeah. can do that exactly but I think the biggest key for anybody though but and you know for anybody that's out there that that does you know does want to lose and there's nothing wrong with that if you're feeling like right now that you're carrying a little bit of extra weight and that you do want to um, lose a little bit of weight then just keep it really really simple to start with it needs to be you know it needs to be a really slow process you need to make sure that you just make slow changes if you cut all of your carbs out which is just crazy or you cut all your sugar out or whatever the first thing you're going to be craving by the time the week next weekend comes is a pizza or a bloody bread roll or i don't know yeah. like a lollies or something you know what i mean but if you just reduce those things and you maybe focus on increasing other things, like instead of like cutting things out, why don't you try just increasing, you know what I mean? Increase your exercise, increase your, your vegetables, increase, you know, the, the the healthier things and not cutting things out, I guess. Mm. So um, something, something that you shared a long time ago, but it's yeah. stuck, stuck with me um, is when your dog gains weight, you don't put them yes. on a diet. You feed them a little yes. bit less, and you take them for bigger walks. Right. And how simple how how that. simple is that? It's so simple. And you know what? I heard another one just yesterday. It's funny you should say that. Yeah, but I mean, just that in itself. Like, yeah, if your dog's put on a bit of weight and you notice it, you don't bloody read the back of the packet and say, "I'm going to change dog food and get one lower in carbs," do you? You just feed them a bit less because you realize you've probably been feeding them a little bit mm. more, which is the same as us, and you just walk them a little bit more. Um, and it's not always that simple. I understand that as well. It's not as simple no. as that for everybody, and I understand that. But but it's a good it's a, starting point. Yes. But if your dog had put on a little bit of weight too, would you starve your dog? Would you not feed your dog? Would you be like, you're going on intermittent fasting, you can't eat now, you know? <laughs> actually dogs kind of do in the minute they, that's their life yeah. <laughs> yeah um but i don't know like you wouldn't starve them you know no. so it's the same thing um but in saying that though like there's a there is a place for 
there is a place for the for dieting and for so for some people like like calorie like low calorie diets and that sort of stuff for short periods work really really well mm. and i'm not saying there's anything wrong with that either i'm not actually saying that there's anything wrong with you know it just it comes down to the person you and know being I mean? healthy still it, being healthy exactly. while you do it yeah exactly and the reason why they're wanting to do it you know what i mean like the, it goes back to the reason why people are wanting to do yeah, Why yeah wanting, any of it yeah. are they wanting to change themselves are they wanting to look better for someone else for themselves do they need to actually change the way what they're looking at in, in starting to embrace their changing body in the mirror because you know we all change as we age you know like my body at at this age is completely different to it was um you know at 20 years old I'm, I'm not going to look like that again I'm not actually going to look like what I look like at 35 again so it's just embracing those changes as well and and um yeah I mean I am like just such a massive fan of beer I really enjoy beer Same. I love it and so to Same. me a lot yeah right so a life a diet I mean you should be able to have beer right like mm. You know, yeah, I cut it you, like yeah. I cut it out. I'll cut it out yes. if I'm training for an event or yes. whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's never, yeah, but, never again. Yeah, no, and and that's fine. I think that's great, and you know, you should do that. But yeah, it's just like this is your life. Like, enjoy it. Like I said before, yeah, you only get one. This isn't a mm. practice. Like every single day is the day that a day that you should be living your best life. Mm. definitely yeah now we spoke about what we would talk about a little bit and one thing that you mentioned was breaking the mold yeah so that's a new thing that I'm working on at the moment and I'm it's been a bit of a lockdown project which has been nice something else to just keep me busy during this time um but breaking the mold sort of came out um it was just a word that sort of came out of my mind one day and we've probably covered it a little bit with with bits and pieces, but um, like because it essentially starts with, um, you know, with females and this expectation that, again, back to females, which I'm sorry, Joel, I'm talking about females a lot, but <laughs> that's fine. Um, but it's just breaking the mold is sort of, I'm trying to put in a nutshell, is that it's this expectation of, of life and where you should be in life and what you should be doing in life. And, and that applies you know, again, just as much for males as females, but a lot of it to do with body and, and you know, about, you know, how how we should look and be pretty and small and quiet and, you know, kind, but, you know, that sort of thing, um, you know, and then there's expectations on getting married and, you know, you should have, you know, earning this much money. Have you bought a block of land yet? Are you going to have kids? When are you going to have kids? Like how much money you got in the bank and, mm. you know, it's not about you or your journey right? or where you are. Right? Are you happy? Yeah. No, it's not about that. Right? Exactly. And look, it's so easy to, to get caught up in the expectations of what you think that you should be doing, you know, and, and um, what, not what you want is. to be doing. Right. And it's like, yeah, everyone else is doing that. So I kind of guess that's what I should be doing. And then you get other people putting their input in being like, oh, you guys have been together for a long time. When are you getting married? And, do you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that you probably get that. You know what I mean? And I'll tell you right now, say if that's the path that you're choosing, awesome. 
the moment you get married will be the moment it's like so when are the kids coming you know what I mean and like when are you gonna when are you gonna buy a house when are you gonna have a white picket fence when are you gonna do this and it's very different because where we live like obviously we live in suburban Sydney right yeah and it is very different I know that where we live in a very suburban white you know two and a half what do they say two and a half kids family you know what I mean like it, we do yeah. live in that sort of like where we are, right? Um, and I know it is different everywhere, but I just feel like, um, yeah, breaking the mold sort of just coming from um, a lot of a lot of you know my own life experiences and that sort of stuff, but also knowing that you can do hard things, really hard things, and sometimes those hard things might be actually saying no I'm like no I'm not going to do that anymore like that mm. might be what everyone else is doing but I'm going to do something different you know what I mean like I'm going to do what my heart wants me to do um and yeah so that's kind of what I'm working on at the moment which is something I have a like I've I, like I've got a lot of it going around in my head and I sort of forget that not everybody knows what I know. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I don't want to keep talking about this. I go on about it so much. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's just, it's it's something I'm working on. I'm working on it um, as like a presentation, I guess you could say, is something that I want to go out and really spread the word and to open people's eyes that it doesn't all need to be um, about what everybody else wants yep. and about what you think you should be doing but about living your life, your one precious life, exactly how you want to be doing that life. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's really great. Keen to, yeah. keen to see it evolve. I know. I'm so excited about it. And um, yeah, yeah, I'm so excited about it. But like I said, I'm just working on it at the moment. And yeah, it's just, yeah, it's exciting. That is exciting. Something else yeah. that you've been working on for a while now is your coaching page on Instagram. Oh, yeah. How yeah. did that start? Yeah, so um, Coach Epic Amy. Yeah. Um, so basically, same thing, really, from the breaking the mold thing is just kind of like having that refreshing page on there that isn't that, yeah, I'm a fitness trainer and I've been in the fitness industry and all that sort of stuff, but one that's just real. So no filters, so I don't use any filters and um. It's just, it's just about, I mean, there's so much that more that I want to do on there. And I'll be honest with you, I am like, you know, not that I'm not the, you know, the best social media, you know, poster, but I'm getting there. I'm really yep. trying. Um, because it is hard, isn't it? Like yeah. you want to put yourself out there, but like I want to put the message out there and I want to put myself out there, but then I've also like I've also got massive boundaries. Like I'm, I'm quite a private person as well. So I'm also like, oh, how much do I want to put mm. out there? But I want to put it all out there because I want to help as many people as I can. How can I help people and share this stuff if I, if I keep myself back here? So, um, yeah, so the page is just generally mostly about, yeah, what I've been talking about is breaking the mold and um, body image. And I think it's super important because I, um, I do have a 16-year-old daughter and um, I'm seeing her growing up in this in this world that we're in Social at the media world, yeah. Social media world and seeing the stuff and seeing people posting things on social media, which is which is not real, you know. I mean, it's it's real as far as it's their Instagram 
like reels, you know, on, on Instagram, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's their Instagram look, but, um, you know, just so unrealistic for so many people um, and scary too because it's just in their face constantly. So seeing her sort of growing up through that, um, yeah, and just putting this, you know, these real sort of, just putting real messages out there rather than posting the ideal life, which is far from what I have, but what I do have is a it's really real. honest, it's real. I have a really yep. honest, I have a really, like I, this is me, you know what I mean? Like I have a really honest um, life. I'm not going to put anything out there that's not, you know, you know, that's not true. That's not really happening with me. And I think, gosh, it would be so nice if, yeah if more people did that you know what I mean I think it would really help so many people my age your age Elisa's age like just everybody feels so much better to see more real stuff yeah as opposed to filtered like you know and they're beautiful and they're lovely and they look fabulous but I mean the kids will put one of those filters on me and I'm like oh my god you know what I mean like who even is that person? Um, yeah, just being real is what it's about, I guess. It's just, yeah, trying to put myself out there and have, having the courage to put myself out there. Um, I was keeping my privacy but also sharing because I just want to share as much as I can. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's working. It's yeah, really cool. Thanks, mate. Thanks, mate. Now, this is something that I asked zoe and some yeah yeah i forgot to ask stacy and i'm kicking myself for that but (laughs) what is your greatest achievement oh mate okay you know what it changes it like i've had greatest achievements through different periods of my life yep um so you know and that's that's fair right that's that would normal. be the same with you yeah. yeah like a couple of years ago it was going to be different um yeah right now and actually no this this is it it's i am living my absolute authentic self right now um, yes, I'm in lockdown. My business is closed down. It's difficult, right? Yep. yep. But I know who I am and I have put a fucking shitload of work into shedding a lot of stuff, like big time. Um, and I can honestly stand here right now where I'm sitting, but, and the biggest achievement would be um, that I am essentially I know exactly who I am. I am an authentic, honest person. Um, I'm a really strong, independent person as well. Yep. And I think that in itself for me right now, I mean, like I said, I've been through a really tough 12 months. And, yeah, I can stand here now and know that I am living my absolute truest life right now and that is fucking cool (laughs) yeah it is fucking cool yeah so that's probably a bit of a different answer I guess than what you would think because I mean I also have three 
unreal kids too. And there's that aside, there's no way, there's nothing better than the fact that I've got these really cool kids and they're yeah. really cool achievements. But I want to, like, as mums, we tend to focus our achievements around our kids mm. and around other people. You know what I mean? Mm. You Whereas, have your achievements and your kids right. are going to have their achievements. Right. And, and I can stand up. And also my kids can see that in me too, that like, you know, that's so cool, mum. Like, Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, after all these years of, you know, putting everybody, and that's a huge thing, and that's with breaking the mold as well, is putting other people before myself. And it's not saying that I'm not going to help others and all that sort of stuff. But essentially what I've learned is that I come first. I am, I come first. My mm. kids can't do well and be who they are if they can't see me doing well and, being and, who and you I are. come first now. And so that's probably in it as well, being like what something I'm super proud of is that I've learned that, yeah, it, I, I come first. And what that is teaching my kids is valuable, you know mm. what I mean? Like, and, and I teach that to my kids as well. I mean, Zoe and Riley are a little bit younger and I'm getting there with them, but I, I teach Lise at 16 this all the time that she the most important thing that she can do is put herself first and disappoint everyone else yeah. before she disappoints herself. Mm. You know what I mean? And and so learning that is um and learning that, telling her that, but believing that for myself too has just been like, ooh, like mm. yeah, really no one's gonna put you first if you don't put yourself first. Right. No one. Mm. Yeah. So um yeah that would be to see yeah you you can do and achieve such great things if you just put yourself first you focus on you and then it's amazing how much you can help others when you do that as well so um i um i am a really positive person Joel. like yep. you know what i mean like it's just i can't help it like it it's comes good out of me. you know what i mean like not a bad thing not about I know that. it's like there's like there's like shit that you know that's happening and all that sort of stuff but it's like what I do know and I do know this it's going to be okay yeah and that's a big thing that I believe in no matter what no matter what you're going through and if there's anyone that's even listening to this that's going through some really fucked up shit right now it is going to be okay it doesn't feel like it right now it does not feel like it for whatever someone might be going through you're like there's no way this can be okay and I get that and I felt it and it's like how is this like this is just never going to be okay and it might be different it might look completely different to how you ever thought it was going to look but you'll be okay it's okay Mm. yeah it's okay so um yeah I am fortunate to be a positive person a very much glass half full person I actually diagnosed myself with something yesterday I came up with this do you want to hear it of course <laughs> I made it up I I called it <laughs> I called it um OCO I told Lisa this in the car yesterday I think I've got OCO she said what's OCO I said I've got obsessive compulsive optimism <laughs> <laughs> can't help myself <laughs> It's not a bad thing, right? No, that is not a bad thing. So obsessive compulsive optimism. Something we can all do with a little bit more of. <laughs> oh, Especially dear. at the moment, definitely a good good thing to have. 
It is. And and look, it's not like this all the time for me. And I'm not saying like no. I'm, bouncing the, I'm bouncing off the walls every day because I'm not. But you can do hard things and you can keep going. And just I think the biggest message is just it might look different. It might look different to how you thought it was going to be. And I don't know, you have these pictures in your mind. Everyone does. Even how you wanted it to be. Yeah, even how you wanted it to be, right? Mm. You might have wanted it to be that way. And God knows, yeah, absolutely, I've had that. And currently my life looks completely different to how I thought it would look at 43 years old. But it's so fantastic. It's great. I'm fine. It's completely different, completely turned on its head. But it's super good. It is. What 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 a place to wrap up. Oh, With all that right? optimism. What a place. I know. With the OCO. That's right. So if people wanted to find your coaching page or some more info on the gym, where could they find that? Well, you can find Epic Life Fitness Hawkesbury on Instagram. Yep. So I would go straight there. Go straight um, there. Go straight there. And I'm Coach Epic Gaming on Instagram. Awesome. So you can go straight there. And, um, yeah. So that I think that's is that it? I mean, that's it. Yeah. www.epiclifefitness.com.au. Is that there, another Yeah, there's another thing. That's what we want. Um, yeah. So, um, but I'm excited. I'm really excited to hopefully spread this sort of message. And I'm excited for you. This is so brilliant. And I'm, I just want to say too that I'm super, super, super proud of you for doing this. This is huge. Like what you're doing, I'm so proud of you for putting yourself out there and, and, um spreading this message Joel like he's just such an awesome human and I just hope this is just everything you want it to be yeah thank you I really appreciate it you know that it's taken me time to get there but here we are (laughs) but that happens you know and it's and you inspire me you know like these things you have no idea how much just doing that it inspires me and you don't know who you've inspired and it's all about just maybe changing the life of one person Mm. That's it. And if you can just change the life of one person, then that's unreal, you know? Yeah. And hopefully together we can do it with this episode as well. So fingers crossed. So thanks, Amo. Thanks for being on today. I really appreciate it. And thanks to everyone listening to episode five of Talking Hit with Joel Pamplin. Please leave a like, review or subscribe. And don't forget to find us on Instagram at Talking Hit. That's hit with two eyes. And you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Until next time, keep talking hit. Bye.